Well, we are, uh, we are in a sermon series right now uh, in, in the season of Lent called Ancient Spiritual Practices. We're talking about spiritual disciplines for, uh, for the six or seven weeks of, of Lent here. So last week, we talked about prayer. Uh, this week, I want to talk about scripture reading. I want to talk about the Bible and study. But as I've uh, alluded to already, uh, I want to talk more about how to read, uh, about how to see, and, and I'll, I'll continue to explain that a, a little bit later as, as we move on. Uh, Richard Foster, in Celebration of Discipline, says that the purpose of the spiritual disciplines is the total transformation of the person. That's, that's the whole goal uh, of spiritual disciplines, is the total transformation of the person. They aim at replacing old destructive p- habits of thought with new life-giving habits. Nowhere is this purpose more clearly seen than in the discipline of study. Uh, I, I think he's right. We, we are a, we're trying to be formed by these disciplines. We're, we're trying to be better. We're trying to better ourselves. We're trying to grow and mature in our walk with Jesus. And all of our disciplines that we're going to talk about uh, do that. Prayer, simplicity, fasting, silence, pilgrimage, but none, I believe, as clearly as the practice of scripture reading or of study or of learning to read. Study is such a practical path to wisdom and guidance. You can open up your Bible and instantly you're flooded with wisdom, with guidance, with truth, and with right living that it can't help uh, but help us progress as followers of Jesus. So, so let's explore this idea a little bit more this morning. Uh, I want to start out by talking about the significance of reading Scripture. I, I'm going to move on uh, past this uh, to, to kind of a different uh, way of, of reading in a moment, but, but uh, it, this can't be neglected. This is the most uh, important part uh, of Scripture and of study, is the significance of just reading the holy text. It's called a sacred text for a reason. It's significant. There's something profound and holy and special uh, about the Bible. There's something significant way beyond uh, just your, your normal literature. It's not like some other uh, work of art. It, it's you know, Shakespeare or the classics or, or some great poem. Uh, they may have things to teach us, other literature may have things to teach us. They are important. We may be inspired or entertained, but there is something about Scripture that's different. It works on our soul. It, it gets into our bones. It transforms our hearts and our minds in some sort of deep, mysterious, mystical way that we can't even put our finger on. It does something profound in us. It's it's good for us uh, on a really deep level. I love, I love how Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen reads in the message. Uh, it says this, every, and this is this is a familiar verse. You'll know what verse I'm talking about. But but I love how it reads in the message. Every part of Scripture is God breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Uh, I love that. Scripture trains us to live God's ways. It, it shapes us, it forms us, it does something within us, it works on us. Scripture is hard on us even. Uh, it 
it shows us some tough love. It doesn't take it easy on us. It, it, it's constantly needing and, and working on us and massaging us, and, and it hurts even at times. It's kind of tough on us. It pokes and prods uh, and never allows us to get away unscathed. You, you don't open up Scripture and walk away unwounded, unscathed in some ways. It, it, it works on us. Uh, Hebrews, tw- uh, Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 says this in, in the message again. God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it, no matter what. Uh, It works on us. It doesn't let us go. Scripture hunts us down and forces us to think. It stretches us, molds us, shapes us. Uh, Scripture doesn't leave us unscathed. Uh, And so, as a discipline, we must learn to actually read it well. We we must dive in well. Uh, and, And there's more to to reading scripture than just letters and syllables, syllables, words and sentences. To read scripture is to dive in deeply, to dive in entirely, to grapple with its truth. Uh, uh, author Gabriel Joseph Apici says, uh, our task is to wrestle with this book as Jacob wrestled with the angel in pitch blackness and not for the mere sake of the contest or in order to wrest the book's secrets from it, but in order that we may hear its utter blessing upon us. Uh, I love that metaphor, using the Jacob wrestling with the angel metaphor. Jacob wrestles with God, with the angel throughout the night, and he doesn't walk away unscathed either. He walks away with a limp, and yet he walks away blessed. And I think that's how we approach Scripture as well. And, and that's what this author is saying, is, is that we wrestle with it, we tackle it, we do battle with it, and it will leave us limping, uh, and yet we don't let it go until it gives us a blessing, until it allows us to see in a new way. Uh, we're invited to wrestle with Scripture, and not just out of obligation, not as just a, uh, something to check off our to-do list each morning, not just to memorize some verses, not just to appear smart in Effie's Bible study or to feel good about ourselves. We wrestle with the text because it has blessing to be found in its pages. We don't walk away unscathed, uh, and we hang on to it. We dive in even deeper and tell Uh, we walk away with blessing. Scripture reading is a spiritual discipline. And spiritual disciplines are meant to help mold us into more devout Jesus followers. So if reading Scripture isn't doing that, then I think we're doing something wrong. If we're coming to its pages and we're not walking away as different people, more closely aligned with the way of God and the way of Jesus in the world, then I think that we're doing something wrong and we haven't wrestled with it hard enough. Because it wants to bless us. It's meant to bless us. The task is to lean into Scripture, to dig in. And I'm confident that if we're actually trying, Scripture will help transform us in the way of Jesus and it will be an incredible blessing in our lives. I'm confident of that. I've experienced that. Uh, But as I alluded to earlier, we aren't just called to read Scripture 
But I think that the, the spiritual discipline we're called to is study. We are called to be good readers in general. Scripture is more than just words on the page of the Holy Bible, but is the living, active voice of God being revealed throughout the created order and in the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible is not the fourth person of the Trinity. Jesus is the, the, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Bible is a tool to help us uh, to, to get in contact with, with Jesus in the best possible way. Uh, and, and yet, that's, Jesus isn't just contained within the pages of the Holy Bible. He's living and active, and he's out in the world. He's never just confined to the red letters of an ancient text, so we must be willing to search for him where he is. If Jesus is out in the world, if if God's word is out in the world, then that is also where we are called to look for him, not just within the pages uh, of our holy text. Scripture is vital. Don't hear me saying it's not. But there's more to discipleship and growth and understanding than just reading the Bible. There's more to study than just sitting down with the actual text and holding it in our hand. There's a whole world for us to explore where we can learn and grow in our faith. We must learn to be good readers of the whole world, of all of life. Uh, Richard Foster uh, I'm not quoting him, but I'm stealing his idea here. He says that study is done through absorbing both verbal and nonverbal books. We study in a myriad of ways, and we do it by holding the, the Bible on our lap. We do it by reading other books, but there's study to be done of nonverbal books as well. There are texts out in the world for us to explore. The, the deeper invitation within the, the discipline of study is to study all the texts of life. The calling is to be a good reader of all texts. Uh, There's movies, music, books, and art, all offering us brilliant glimpses into a depth of truth, all opportunities for learning and growth. It's why Gary and I watch movies at Templed Hills with our senior high kids and then talk about it all week long because we're trying to help our kids be better readers of life. We're trying to help them see life in in new ways. Uh, We're we're helping them search for deeper ideas and truths and understanding that it can help them grow in their faith, whether it's found in a movie or in a Bible verse. There's there's people and ideas and situations and encounters that come up in our lives every day, and these offer us texts to read as well. So the texts in the world might be movies, music, books, and art, but it might be people. It might be ideas. It might be uh, a, a TV program. It might be a conversation that we have with somebody uh, offering us the chance to think, reflect, learn, and understand. All of life is a text for us to read and understand an opportunity to better our understanding of God. Every situation offers us a chance Uh, to learn uh, anew. And and so we must be able to perceive reality, to notice what's happening in the world around us, uh, and then be willing to adapt. I I was just talking with Craig that uh, just upstairs in in youth Sunday school this morning, uh, we got to suddenly talking about 
gun violence and school shootings and and uh, we had a whole curriculum we were going to talk about and yet we ended up spending 45 minutes just talking about life and kind of unpacking what does this mean in a Christian sense uh, and what is what are the truths, what, what's profound in here, what can we learn uh, and it was great and I'd had no intention of doing that this morning. We had a whole other thing we were going to do uh, and yet sometimes life happens and conversations happen and will we be ready and available to kind of drop everything and just learn from what is happening in the moment? We, we must be tuned in to our surroundings and be open to being affected. God, what might you be doing in this day, even in ways that I wasn't predicting? And that's why I had you, pray, I had you talk with each other about the ways in which you've been kind of caught off guard by the things that you've seen or learned or conversations that you've had. Because I think that's the calling for us each and every day as we wake up and set about our day is... It, what, what might you teach us, God, today? What texts might there be in our world for me to be able to read and learn and understand you in a brand new way? Learning comes through careful, carefully observing and reflecting on the occurrences of life. It's not always easy to understand these occurrences. Uh, life can be a little confusing and disorienting. It can be difficult to process and learn from, but we must fight through this fog to come to greater clarity. Uh, I, was, uh, I was skiing with some of my friends yesterday, and I was kind of thinking about that idea, uh, even as we were, we were skiing yesterday. That there were times during the day where a, a fog kind of descended onto the hill, and, and the, the glare of the light was, wasn't, wasn't fantastic, and it, and it kind of made it difficult to see. As we're going down the runs, you don't know what's a jump or what's a mogul or, or when you're going down or when you're going up. And sometimes it's kind of difficult. And, and so in those moments, I found myself having to tune in a little bit deeper. I couldn't just coast or else I'd be skidding along the road, which happened a few times. But, but I couldn't just coast because I had to pay special attention, closer attention than usual because... There was kind of a fog. It was, it was hard to see. It was hard to get a read uh, on the terrain. Or uh, the, the same kind of thing happened uh, last weekend for us. I, I was telling you last Sunday that, that Mandy and I just barely got back to Bozeman last Saturday night because we couldn't see anything. Uh, there was so much snow on the road, we couldn't see the lines, we could barely see the markers on the side of the road. The snow was blowing in our face 30 miles an hour, and I could barely see uh, 30 feet in front of me. There was kind of this fog, and, and in that moment, I had to focus. I had to kind of slow down my senses. I had to really focus my eyes in, really study hard. I had to concentrate. I had to be alert for how to change and adapt my driving on the fly when something would come up a chunk of snow in the road, I had to be ready and able to, uh, to adjust on the fly. And I think that's the same process that I'm inviting us to work through when we get into situations in life where it's hard to see, where, where uh, it's not easy to understand, where there's something new that's flying in our face that we're not sure what God's trying to teach us, where we can't easily get a read on a person or an idea or a group. We're called to be better readers. Uh, we're called to read well, to be good seers of the world. So in those moments, well, I don't know. This is a weird conversation, and I didn't expect myself to be in this place. 
I'm talking with somebody I don't usually uh, agree with on, on situations, and yet we're talking about this deep thing. Help me to be a good reader of the situation, God. How can I see the situation better and learn from them? And so in those moments, it's the same as the metaphors I've been sharing. We must slow down. We must pay close attention. We must listen, learn, observe, and, and be willing and open to adapting to new info. We don't just come in with our talking points. We don't just come in thinking that we already have the answers about everything. We come in willing to engage. We kind of slow our senses and we pay close attention and we try to be in that conversation. We don't just write off someone as having nothing to share uh, with us or, or for us, uh, uh, us having nothing to learn from them. We actually stop. We pause and we pay close attention and we try to read the situation in a way where we can learn and be transformed, where we can be disciplined in the way of Jesus. How can I better understand the world? How can I learn from this person or idea or situation that might help me grow as a person and as a follower of Jesus? Uh, We open ourselves up to these nonverbal texts of life. Uh, that might help us to grow. And when we do that, I guarantee that these learning opportunities will arrive. They will arise in our life. They will show up. Um, uh, a number of things like that have happened for me in the last couple of weeks that I was just kind of jotting down as it went, where ideas would come to mind or a thought would be spurred on, and I could have just easily glossed over it. I could have easily ignored that. And yet, because I, th- I think because I was preparing for the sermon, I found myself leaning in a little bit, a little bit further. I, uh, I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big uh, baseball fan. And, and we've also been watching the Olympics right now as well. And both of these organizations, Major League Baseball and the Olympics, uh, are right now in this, they're kind of in this transition period where they need to get a younger audience. Uh, baseball needs to get a younger audience. It's kind of dying off, and the Olympics have too. And they've both been trying some different things uh, in order to attract younger people. But uh, I, found, I found some of the things I was reading kind of spurring on my thoughts about uh, what does that have to teach us as the church uh, about how we grow younger and we attract a, a younger demographic and we reach out to people who aren't currently tapped into what we're doing here. It was this, I could have missed this moment where people are just talking about the Olympics or they're just talking about baseball, but because I was tuned in in the moment, it, I was able to, to, to research, to do a little bit of further work and see if there was something where I could grow as a pastor and we could grow as a church. Uh, or uh, earlier this week, I was sitting in my office and I overheard uh, this uh, uh, a guy from AA talking with an, another person. It sounded like he was kind of new to the Alcoholics Anonymous world. And he was giving him some advice uh, about the discipline of staying sober. Uh, and he was offering this incredible advice about, about consistency and about accountability. Uh, and it was this incredible word. And, and I found myself thinking, I need those things in my life. Like, I need consistency and accountability in my life as I'm seeking uh, to, to kind of uphold the discipline uh, of spirituality. I, I could have missed it. it could, I could have been just doing my work 
uh, and I wouldn't have heard that text. I wouldn't have heard that conversation, and I, and I wouldn't have kind of went the next level in trying to see if there was some way that I could uh, make that personal and grow in, in my own walk with Jesus. Uh, we daily have conversations with people where we can learn so much if we're only open. Uh, or, or God's beauty, the beauty of his, his creation screams out at us each and every day. We're surrounded by it, and we often take it for granted. We are, we're even invited to read nature, to see nature with new eyes, to allow God's creation to be a text that we can read and understand and be brought into greater relationship with God through worship of our Creator. Uh, daily, we're confronted with these kind of opportunities to read the world, to see with new eyes, for God to open up the eyes of our heart, as we sang earlier, and for us to learn and grow in in new ways. So, to kind of close up, uh, I would say that the goal is to be searching for new ways each day where we can learn and grow in our faith. How can I have open eyes to, to read the world, to see the text that God puts in front of me, and to learn and to grow. Let's discipline ourselves to be good readers of Scripture and of the world. Let's always strive to be better, to learn more, to be more dedicated and disciplined. Let's be open to the learning and growth opportunities that will appear often if we only have the eyes to see them. Uh, and ultimately, I would say that the secret to being a student of all the texts of life is really about humility. Uh, We must recognize and admit that we don't have all the answers. We must walk into each day thinking that there's something for me to learn here. There's a way for me to grow. We aren't the smartest, wisest, most perfect people that we could be. We aren't following Jesus the best possible way that we could. We don't see as well as we could. We don't have a read on scripture and people and ideas the way that we want to we need to be humble, which if we admit that, if we admit that we don't have everything together, there is always more for us to learn. That should lead to a humble place of hungering for more understanding and wisdom and truth, for better communication, to be better listeners and learners. Uh, We have to learn to lay aside our pride and to enter the word and the world each day with a longing and a desire to learn and grow and be better. We must learn to be better readers of scripture, of books, of people, of ideas, of nature, of all the texts of life. And then uh, I want to throw in one one last little idea. I wasn't planning on sharing this. It wasn't in my notes originally. Uh, But... uh, Last week, I, kind of, I, I ended with a practical idea for you last week that we should pray like children, right? I said that we should pray like children. We, we should pray boldly uh, and we should pray imaginatively, right? We should pray like children. And uh, I, I wasn't planning on saying this, but uh, this morning I, I'm, uh, I'm challenging you to read like children as well. Uh, and I, I thought about this as I was driving into church this morning uh, Zoe was in the back seat with me, and I noticed about the time we pulled out of the driveway, she was already immersed in a book. She was reading this book about whales and dolphins or something, and on the five to ten minute drive to the church, her head was stuck in that book the whole time. She was immersed in that book, just reading the, the whole way in. And I found myself thinking, uh, as, like, we didn't talk about anything. She was just voraciously reading this book the whole time. And I found myself thinking that 
that uh, maybe we need to read like children. I mean, I, I think about some of the, the most voracious readers in my life, and most of them are kids or teenagers. They, they love to read. They love to learn. They, they devour books inside and out. They have a longing for more information. And, and you know, for Zoe, she loves books. She loves actually being in this physical text. But all kids... They love to read the world, right? What's, what's the most uh, common word for like a two or three-year-old? Why, right? They're constantly asking the question, why? They want to know. They want to learn. That They're hungry for knowledge. They want to understand the world in a deeper way. And they're, just, they're thirsty for it. They just, why? Well, why that? Why this? Why that? And, and uh, what if we were like that as well? What if we entered each day... Uh, with, with a hunger and a thirst uh, to read the world in a new way, to learn, to grow, to be shaped uh, by, by what God might, might have for us, uh, to be curious uh, about the world as kids are. So, uh, so uh, I'm challenging you to read like children uh, this week, to read books, to read scripture, and to read the world. Um, so, uh, and then finally, maybe the challenge, the challenge this week is to read better, but in a few ways. Scripture is vitally important and cannot be neglected, so let's commit to reading Scripture this week, to wrestling with God's Word and emerging with a blessing. Uh, I put some ideas on your Lenten devotional this week for ways that you can engage with Scripture, uh, so you feel free to use those however you wish, or, or just dive into Scripture in some other way. But please, let's be in Scripture this week. But let's also commit to being better readers of the texts of life, voraciously absorbing all that life can teach us. God, help us to read well. Let's pray. Uh, God, we thank you so much that you provide a myriad of opportunities each and every day for us to learn and grow, for us to study well to study scripture. We thank you for the the truth and the beauty of your word, that it has so much to teach us about how to live well as humans, uh, about uh, how you did it well while you were here on earth. We thank you for scripture and we pray that we uh, we would be absorbed in it all week long. But we also pray that you would show us a million ways that we can learn and grow from the texts of life, from people, from movies, from music, from a million different things that, that come at us each and every day. Help us to wrestle with the world and come out with a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.